Well, I'm being serious, man. You really should have done the morning donut podcast into your head. I'm sure magic would have done it for you. Put a yeah, put a donut in the back of your head, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta put the little donut, man. All right, let me kick off this intro. This is the morning donut podcast. And we're back. Welcome back to another episode of The Morning Donut. I'm Carlos, and with me, of course, are my hosts, Danny and Juan. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey, Carlos. How's it going? Hey, Juan. Doing a Uh, So we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're going to get into some trippy stuff with uh, the new Chris Nolan uh, trailer for Tenet. It's pretty weird, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, also, uh, the Snyder Cut, man, it lives. It's real. Uh, for those that don't know what that is, we'll get into it. But uh, it has to revolve around Justice League. But uh, I'm excited for that. But first, how fast is your internet at home, guys? Uh, well, mine's is... Uh, okay. I know What's we the give speed? That. Give me a number. What do you got? Uh, it's a, well, according to the uh, carrier, it's 50 megs. Okay. So, and I know we always give Danny a hard time about his, but you know, Danny's on he... dial-up. Just so everybody knows, he's he's still on the ha ha ha. He's still on the twenty-eight K modem, big time. Fifty, fifty. I, I'm on a. I think I'm on the same plan. I'm on fifty megs now, so <laughs> okay. I think I'm good. Uh, well, I don't have that. Don't have that gig like you, Carl. Yeah, yeah. 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 And not everyone yeah, can have we're the not, gig. We're not as privileged as you are. All right, I don't know about privilege. I'm just lucky enough that it's in my neighborhood. Anyway, uh, <laughs> researchers in Australia, regardless of what you have, uh, they pretty much are saying that, hi, your internet is trash. They have achieved 44.2 terabits per second from a single light source. That is bananas. Yeah. Is that sustained or peak? I mean, it was sustained for just the test, I would assume, uh, that they were doing. So it, it is a, a new world record for bandwidth on a single optical fiber. I mean, do you even think this is real? I feel like this is um, kind of reminds me when Google claimed to have achieved, quote unquote, quantum supremacy. Like, what the hell does that even mean? You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, what do you guys think? Do you think they I mean, because they can't show it. They just said, hey, this is what we did. Well, I mean, if they how did they do it, though? Did they do it in the lab? Did they do it out in the real world? I mean, you know, what are their findings? And yeah, I think how, it's when I think can we it's see that. It? Right. That's the thing is, like, can you see it? But that's what's interesting about it. Is that it, it? What's interesting is that it was achieved over about a 50 mile distance. It was a, a, a data transfer over 50 miles using a standard optical fiber. So that kind of makes it seem like it's something that you can actually roll out with existing fiber infrastructure. Um, so it's not like they use some, you know, some tech that no one has or something that doesn't even exist or, like you said, something that only worked in a lab. They actually used regular equipment to do it. Um, supposedly, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, what do you guys think? It's kind of wild, no? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it can, you know, change a lot. I mean, what are we talking? How fast can we download movies right now? Or, I mean, we don't even really download movies anymore. It's all streaming. So it's, yeah, you stream it. You don't really download unless you're, yeah. unless you're doing bad things out there with, uh, with torrents, which we don't talk about on this yeah, show. We don't, because we don't is, condone that type of behavior on this, this podcast. This is a legit family show. We don't do that. Exactly. We, we abide by the law. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it, it could be something that we look forward to for streaming. You know, right now it's 4K streaming. Who knows? A few years from now, 8K, 12K. 
you know, mm-hmm. super high def, you know, which would probably help. Probably help with, um, I don't know. I think that's um pretty remarkable. I mean, I, again, I'm just curious as to what the test environment was and how long they were able to sustain that. And um, so if they tested, uh, so when did, I can't remember when Google came out with that supremacy thing. Well, what was their claim? Oh, uh, it was something with their with the amount of qubits, which you know, again, to to the I I don't even like I'm I'm a fairly techie person. I have no idea what the hell a qubit is or how it's measured. You know, so it was something along those lines. But I don't I don't that's way uh, out of my. Uh, out of, my pay, out of my out of my pay grade, yeah, yeah. Like I have no idea what what some of that stuff. I just know that it's cool because just things like that kind of move tech in general forward, and it's it's just kind of one of those one of those things that just kind of lifts everything up and moves things forward uh, as a whole. So that's kind of why I was excited about that, even though it was you know, can you prove it? Can you show it? Like, what does that mean? I don't I don't think that was really the case. That was just more of a claim that that Google had made. But to put this into perspective, just so people kind of you're wondering what the hell a, a terabit per second is anyway. Uh, I mean, the average download speed in the U.S. is about 50, which is right on par with what you guys have, right? You guys have 50 yeah. mega, mega, 50 megabits per second down. Um, I have a gigabit, so mine's a little bit faster here. But again, that's just because I'm lucky enough that I have that available in my in my neighborhood. So if you're on the average of 50 megabits per second, this 44.2 terabits that they hit, that's literally a million times faster, which sounds ridiculous, right? That's like a, it's like a Dr. Evil, James Bond villain. It's like, whoa, my internet is a million times faster. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's so crazy. It does sound ridiculous, but I mean, do do we really, does the average user really need that? I mean, like, no, 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 this, yeah. yeah, as an example, my dad, you know, I set him up with streaming and all that, and he only has a 10 meg download, and he doesn't have a lot of devices on his network, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and it's perfect for him. So it's like, sure, absolutely. Does he need a million times more, and what's the price going to be for that? Yeah, the well, again, user. I mean, yeah, something like this is not obviously for the average user. This is for, you know, I mean, this is something that would benefit like whole cities, you know, data centers, yeah. you know, stuff where, where you have this kind of bandwidth that's feasible or not even that it's just something that's usable like what are you going to do with that much bandwidth um and that's only if if you are servicing millions of other people and but the fact that it was done uh in in you know in this test existing fiber optic cable again that's the thing is that they're using it they did this using existing technology it's not like something theoretical that they just only works there um and so they achieved this uh with a piece of tech called microcomb which again not sure what that is. They're claiming that this is the first time that it's ever been used, uh, but that it's um, it's a it's more efficient and compact way to transmit data. So that's why they were able to achieve a much higher speed over existing hardware. You know, just regular fiber cables. It's pretty cool. So it's existing infrastructure. There's no infrastructure rehaul required. I mean, well, I'm sure there is. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I guess there was I mean, uh, this microcomb thing was was yeah, th- it's actually placed on the cable, but it's still using existing. Uh, stuff that we have now like I, I just said I, I mean I have fiber running to my house I mean it's that same kind of tech obviously I wouldn't have or need anything like this to begin with but that's that's kind of what I well, the only reason I thought it was cool was because they did it without doing using some kind of crazy um, you know tech that can't it's not available for anyone it's almost like off the shelf stuff yeah so the so the infrastructure will be the same it's just the endpoints that will probably need an add-on or something Yep, yep. And this was uh, done between uh, two research centers. It was it was different universities. Um, I don't have the name. Oh, actually, yeah, it's uh, Monash, Swinburne, and RMIT universities. And so there was two separate campuses that they uh, did this through. Where it was you know one 
from one point to the other, they transmitted data uh, and it was about a 50 mile distance between the two. Um, so it was kind of like an in lab kind of thing. But um, but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. The future looks bright. All right. Now it's time to get weird. Tenet. What is up? Looks good. What is up? So looks intriguing, right? I mean, I think that's probably the whole uh, concept of. Oh man, yeah, I think that's a good word. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I'll give you just some some of what I've seen. So I've seen both trailers for this movie. So we're talking about uh, Tenet, which is Chris Nolan's new movie that's uh, supposed to be. It was supposed to come out in July. We'll get into that in a second here. But uh, it's it's weird. I don't really know. Like, I've seen both trailers, and it's really up in the air on what it's actually about. Um, furthermore, I have actually seen, like, a six-and-a-half-minute prologue video of this movie in the theater. So they actually ran a uh, a little clip of the of the movie, like a full scene of the movie, not a trailer, uh, of a specific scene in the movie that when we, when we went to go see, uh, what was it? I think it was... I think it was Dark Rise Dark. of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker thing. So. Yeah, it was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think you said the last movie you saw was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Rise of Skywalker, and they you know, before the movie they rolled it, and even seeing an entire clip, I'm I'm still just like, what what what's this? Like me and Brittany were like, what's this movie about? I still, I mean, it looks cool, but I have no idea what it's about. Well, I mean, with with Nolan, we know it's gonna have something to do with time. Most majority of his movies deal with time. Um, looking at the newest trailer. You know, some of the clues that they uh, that he drops in there is the the word inversion, you know, because um, mm-hmm. what's the uh, Washington's character? He mentioned he, um, him and Pattinson are having a conversation in the trailer. And I think Pattinson mentions time travel. Washington's character says uh, more like inversion, you know. Right. So inversion, meaning, you know, yeah. reversal of position and stuff like that. So it, it's it's going to be intriguing to uh, to decipher the movie as we always do when you and I see Christopher Nolan movies, Carlos. I mean, it's so this, I mean, again, this movie was scheduled to come out in July. Um, and Chris Nolan is absolutely sticking to his guns about releasing to releasing this movie in the trailers, uh, in the trailer, sorry, in the theaters. And this new trailer has no date attached to it. Like the first one did. So we're, we're not sure what's going to happen now with, uh, you know, with the whole lockdown. Um, I think he's 100% only wants to release this in trailers in theaters <laughs> saying trailers we gotta go to a trailer to watch it oh yeah you can only trailer watch this park. movie inside of a trailer park sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> he only wants to release this movie in theaters and i'm okay with that i personally would not watch this movie outside of a 70 millimeter imax which here in in the chicago area where we are uh, you can only get that at the navy pier imax there's no other imax that gives you that 70 millimeter IMAX uh, where the screen is taller than it is wider. And uh, there's some there's a few other theaters here in, in this area that have 70 millimeter capability, but it's not the same. It's typically 70 millimeter wide, and it's totally different than what they have at the IMAX where it's a, a very tall aspect ratio. And it's incredibly immersive. Like we've seen probably every single Chris Nolan movie in that IMAX theater. Yeah, I mean, is there any other way to see a Nolan movie? I mean... No, there's not. There isn't. Don't watch I it mean, at home. Yeah, don't watch it at home. You know, if you don't watch it at an IMAX theater, if you can't make it to Navy Pier, at least some type of 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter theater, watch it there first before you ever watch it at home or on your iPad or on your phone because, yeah, I mean, his movies are incredible. If you have never seen any of them, um, obviously he did the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, which were both amazing movies, Dunkirk, which blew my mind. 
Dude, seeing Dun- that movie, I think that movie was 90% shot in IMAX. Yep. And, you know, when that movie came out, so going back to this Navy Pier Theater that, that I just mentioned, when Dunkirk first came out, that theater was under construction. So we couldn't even go see it because around that time they were converting the theater with like new seats and stuff like that. And so they actually re-released Dunkirk in that specific theater uh, just so that people can see it in that 70 millimeter IMAX. And, you know, Juan and I went to go check it out when that happened. And it was ridiculous. Like the entire movie was pretty much shot in IMAX. And you see the difference, right? When it's a scene that's not shot in IMAX versus a scene that is. Yeah. It's just it it fills up the entire screen as opposed to just going left to right. It goes left, right, up, down. And it's it's probably the most immersive movie experience you could have is a 70 millimeter IMAX. I don't know. Danny, have you ever seen a 70 millimeter IMAX film or like at Navy Pier specifically? A while back. I have in the past. I mean, I have before. And so that's so he's sticking with the whole July release, right? Well, we don't so. know because as of right now, the the newest uh, trailer doesn't have a date on it. But at the yeah. very end of the trailer, well, I, saw, I thought I saw I I saw July seventeenth. That was on the original. That was on the the teaser trailer. July seventeenth yeah, was on the teaser. Yeah, and that was because fu- I was wondering there's some uh, there's some significance on that date because I mean the word tended itself is a palindrome, just like the movie. It's reverse or forward doesn't matter to the the still going to result in the same I guess outcome. Well, he typically yeah, right. the reversal of time. He typically releases and then his seven seventeen. He typically releases his movies in in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was just curious at the seven seventeen because for a while that was the date and that's right. what he was sticking with. Yeah. It was also a palindrome and the significance of the seven seventeen number. Yeah, um, it, it probably was originally, but I think. But with all this, yeah, I think him releasing it in theaters is is more important than any you know date that kind of you know seems cool. Um, just number one for the for the cost, right? Like this, I think it's had like a two hundred million dollar budget, which is a ton of money, especially for a original film. Most, you know, blog you, you take like Marvel films for example, some of them cost more than that, um, but they're based off of comics and things like that. So there, it's it's a little bit yeah. of a different ballpark where you have you spend that much money to make a movie that's an original movie. It's not something that's based off of a comic book or a novel or anything like that. It's just this is Chris Nolan. Here's his movie. Um, so that's. Yeah, so he's got to get his money back, and so does Warner Brothers. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, no, we don't. Well, we don't want to I mean, make our, our money back. No, this is fine. Ever, <laughs> ever since uh, the Dark Knight, the Warner Brothers like here, take all the money you want. Yeah, because th- that's pretty <laughs> much the way it was. Warner Brothers was like, hey, listen, I need you to make us Batman, and if you do, we'll give you a sweet deal to make whatever the hell you want. And that's where we get Inception, and that's where we get Interstellar, and these movies that normally people wouldn't take a risk on because you're like this movie's like Inception. That movie's off the wall if you really think about it, right? It's it's crazy. Yep. Same thing with Inception with um, the whole uh, you know time thing again. He's he's obsessed with time, and Inception is the same thing in the dream world. How the time is different, and no one else would be like, oh yeah, here's 150 million, 200 million dollars. Go make a movie that is going to confuse people. Like, but Warner Bros. was like, yeah, okay, you. You killed it with with the Dark Knight trilogy. You can kind of do whatever the hell you want now. Um, so the thing with his movies, you know, besides visual, is the content of the movie, the story. So it's not just, you know, we're not just saying go see it in IMAX because you're going to see it in a full screen and all the visuals. I mean, the stories, everything about Nolan's writing and directing and the actors that he uses is, you know, why he is Christopher Nolan and why his movies are great. No, I just don't want this to be some kind of novelty. You know, sometimes people get lost in the, in the, in the novelty of, of it versus the plot. And I don't know. Hopefully the plot, the, hopefully, I hope the plot doesn't get lost with the whole 
the novelty, the concept of time inversion. And, right, yeah. You know, then it just becomes one of those movies that just kind of, okay, great, you know, it's good, and it moves on to the next thing. I don't know. It's going to yeah. be, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm confident that it will, to your point. Like, it's not just going to be, like, here's a, a movie that's really weird just for the sake of being weird. I think it's, I mean, I, I think Chris Nolan is probably one of the best, uh, you know, creators that we have probably in our generation right now. Like, he's, he makes some pretty amazing movies. Um, but, you know, to the whole visual of the movies with the way he does action scenes and shooting everything at IMAX like that pulls you in to the story because it's visually it's very visually appealing and it kind of pulls you in but you still have to have substance behind that and he always does I've never I've never I mean I can't say I'm not gonna say I like 100% of Chris Nolan stuff some stuff feels just kind of whatever the majority of it is for me has been fantastic like stuff that I absolutely love and rewatch. and he also did insomnia too which one? Ins- uh, not Insomnia, Memento. Oh, yeah, Memento. Memento is the first ever Chris Nolan movie I ever saw. I actually watched that movie in film studies in high school. Mm. And that movie blew my mind. If anyone's ever seen Inse- um, if anyone's ever seen that movie, um, I was going to call it Inception. <laughs> <laughs> Memento. Memento. If anyone's Memento. ever seen Memento, uh, it's a very backwards movie. It's about this guy that doesn't that can't create new memories. And he's trying to investigate who, who killed his wife. This is a wild. I'm not even going to get into it because I wouldn't do it any justice trying to explain it high level. Go watch it. It's crazy. But, yeah, and that was uh, ever that since was then. His, yeah, that yeah. was his first feature film, and ever since then, it's been about time. You know, on the subject of, of time, you, you're watching this movie, right? They they or watching the trailer. I mean, they you know they. It seems like it's a time manipulation thing, not a time travel. They kind of made it clear in the last trailer, like this isn't a time travel thing. Um, it's more of a manipulation because time seems to move forward, but also backwards at the exact same time. And it really, really reminded me of of Avengers Infinity War, where and sorry for any Infinity War uh, spoilers here, but you should have seen it by now. <laughs> Jeez. Um, you know, where when when Scarlet Witch destroys the destroys the uh, the Mind Stone and, and essentially kills Vision. Thanos reverses that moment with the time stone. He only reverses that specific event. Everything else around him is still moving forward in time. And he's just rewinding that one little piece. And obviously, you know, with with Avengers, you know, there's cosmic stuff in there. Chris Nolan's not going to go down that route. He's he his stuff is more grounded and more practical. But it reminded me of that when I'm watching this trailer, how, you know, there's like there's a scene where they're driving down a highway and they're moving forward, but a car is being reflipped and it's like going back to to normal. So it kind of reminded me of that, where it's like this is this is really really strange, and I, I was really excited for it to to kind of know uh, what it's actually going to be about, you know, in terms of of the time manipulation. Yeah, I think I think one of the uh, one of the scenes in the trailer also Kenneth Branagh's character is mentioned as communicating with the future. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna going to be interesting to see how that communication with the future you know is happening is he talking to somebody or is, you know how are they communicating and it's and it kind of goes back to interstellar mm-hmm. you know when he has that communication again spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen <laughs> interstellar but the way he communicates with his daughter not so much from the future but it's like a parallel kind of thing. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, he plays with your mind and he makes you think a lot right. with his movies. So this this one should be good. Yeah, and even in the in the part of the trailer where I, I forget the the actor's name, but it's um you know the Floor Delacour from Harry Potter, 
when she tells, mm. you know, John David Washington, you're not shooting the bullet, you're catching it. And I'm just like, huh? And even him in the even his char- <laughs> even his character in the movie, he's just like, whoa. Like a yeah, like a yeah, yeah like a Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves role. Matrix moment. He's <laughs> yep. just like, whoa. And exactly. it was the same. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I need to, I need to know more. So it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride for sure. I'm excited for that one. And, and I, like I said, I, I would only like to see this in theater. Um, of course, in a safe way. I'm not going to run out to a theater if I don't feel like it's, you know, no movie is, is worth is worth that risk in terms of, you know, potentially getting myself infected or something like that. But I do want to see this movie in the theater. So hopefully they do something with the release date where maybe it's pushed back. Um, but I don't see them not putting this out in the theater just for the simple fact that they need to get their money back. And you're not going to get your money back on a film like this in a, you know, straight to streaming or straight to a video on demand type of release. You're going to have to put this in the, in the theaters. It's still not safe. We can always get some hazmat suits off Amazon and you know. <laughs> just get a beekeeper suit and just get, gonna, I mean, why not? We're going to roll it to the theater with. Why not? Let's do it. You know, what? I think you get a you beekeeper know? suit for like 40 bucks. We'll put some filters in it. We're ready to go. You know, we'll be safe from COVID and the killer hornets. Absolutely. Because mortar hornets are eventually going to come here as well. So it's inevitable yeah. at this point And it's 2020. And that's just how it is. Yeah, that's just how 2020 has been playing out. So, you know. <laughs> I'll take the risk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, excited to see it. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what the future holds and what Warner Brothers decides to do with that movie. Speaking of Warner Brothers, we got HBO Max coming out later this week. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, probably We'll probably do a full uh, review of HBO Max. Um, but on the subject of HBO Max, uh, the Snyder Cut, it is being released on HBO Max in 2021. So for those that are uninitiated, the Snyder Cut is referring to the the director's cut of Justice League, which he has a lot of controversy around it. A lot of fans wanted to see it uh, after uh, Snyder had hinted that it was a thing that it existed. Everyone's like, well, release it. We want to see it uh, just because he left that project uh, early and someone else had to cut. Joss Whedon had to come in and finish it. And from what he's claiming, we've only, from what we saw in the actual theatrical release, we only saw about 25% of his vision or his finished project. And that, so we, so essentially this is going to be a completely different, different movie. Yeah, that's, that's crazy though. 25% of his, or actually 75% of his vision of the movie was cut. And that's, that's, that's mind boggling to me though, how Warner Brothers just keeps throwing money at the dc properties like that trying to i I don't know what they're doing with it but um yeah i I, i'm excited to see this cut um i I do want to see his vision and then i I think there was reports also that he's gonna probably do some reshoots i'm not mistaken yeah so i saw the same thing so uh uh, uh, pretty much what i've seen is that they're gonna give him about a 20 20 to 30 million dollar budget from what i've heard uh for uh for reshoots and he's also rescoring the entire movie so the the whole soundtrack's gonna be different uh it seems like the 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 original cast is all on board to also come back for any potential reshoots that they might do uh which i thought was interesting because that's including ben affleck right when i thought at this point he was like so done with being batman like it seemed like he just, yeah. you know, him and, and Warner Brothers, they had creative differences and he was supposed to direct one of the Batman movies. And, you know, it, it seemed like he was just totally done with being Batman. He was, it seemed like he was fed up with it. 
So even him, you know, he he, he did a video talking about how he's excited for uh, for Snyder to have his vision uh, shown and things like that. And uh, so I, I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I know a lot of the actors probably know what that story and what that vision was. Um, I don't know, Danny, did you ever, have you watched it yet, or have you been caught up in any of the uh, DC franchise? No. Yeah. So, no, well, I, I mean, I guess you're not really missing no. too much because the uh, the original Justice League. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to say I hated it because mm-hmm. that would just be lying and that would be me just jumping on the bandwagon of everyone saying they hated it. Uh, I, I didn't. I thought it was I thought it was decent enough. Like, I know I enjoyed it at the moment that we saw it at the theater. Um, and then obviously you go back and you rewatch it and you, you see some stuff that you're like, oh, you know, I, I didn't I don't like Steppenwolf. The, the, the villain's not good. And, you know, they could have done a better job with this, this and this. You start to nitpick it after a while. But my first initial impression watching that movie, I didn't hate it. I was like, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't leave the theater like, oh, that was trash. And it's not like it was, you know, like it was X-Men Apocalypse where like as soon as you left the theater, you were like, <laughs> oh, my God, what a piece of garbage. Like it wasn't like that at all for me. Um, but you know, again, that's just me. And I'm, I could be just being biased because I'm a, I'm a DC. I like DC. So, yeah. But so I wonder if he's going to go back to that that Snyder vision of the dark, you know, the I'm 300 sure look and all that. You I'm know? sure he will. That's his I think, style. I think that's, yeah, I think that's kind of what ruined Batman v Superman for me was just the aesthetics of it, the way it looked. It, it was, you're trying to focus on watching the movie because it's so dark and you kind of get lost in yeah, it. Yeah, I personally know? like I hope a, it does a little bit brighter of a, of a, of a color, like a color palette personally, but yeah, um, I'll, it's also one of those little details that doesn't bother me. Specific, you know, personally, I don't really think that it would take me out of the movie. But I can see how some people would be like, "What is this? Like, why does everything look blue and dark?" And so, I mean, I, I yeah. totally get that. Yeah, because I remember there was a couple of um, articles when the movie had came out. One with Whedon's aesthetics of the the film, and then one with what could have been Snyder's aesthetics. And you could tell a big difference, but. I don't know. I mean, do you think this with this coming out, does that kind of I mean, we still got Wonder Woman that's still on hold waiting to come out. Does this movie when Snyder's cut, does that reinvigorate his vision for what he wanted for the rest of the films? Or do they just keep going and throwing out whatever, you know, just making it kind of like a multiverse where we just get all these characters Thrown, thrown at us with different stories and different timelines and stuff Cause like Because not everything fits together, right? You look at, you know, the, the latest Joker movie. You look at, you know, Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad 2 is coming out. So I'm assuming sometime next year. I think that's been pushed back, obviously. Uh, you know, yeah, they, they don't really all fit together the way the way the MCU does. I don't know if they can because they, they, they try to catch up. So, you know, the MCU had put in tons and tons of work and time to make all those movies connect together and create one big universe. And everyone caught on later and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. And they tried to replicate it in like two years, like right away. Yep. They're like, oh, let's just let's just start doing the same thing. Like, no, that like that took that took Marvel 10 years to do. You know what I mean? 10 exactly. plus years to do. So it, it's not something that I don't I don't see that that's what they tried to do, number one. But they clearly couldn't. And everyone's tried it. Universal tried it, right? They tried to do the whole dark universe thing with Universal with the mummy. And, uh, oh, God, that movie was so bad. We saw that at the theater, too. (laughs) They actually got our money. We went to go see that. Remember how excited we were to go well, see it? I wasn't. Yeah, I right away. That was the only <laughs> movie that I was like, "This is going to be trash," but we're here, so let's go watch it. But, but didn't we like we didn't we have a time schedule and then something happened? We ended up going somewhere and then we're like, "Oh, we still we still catch this late version." Yeah, it was late showing. Yeah, and, we we like literally made it. We went out of our way to watch it. To be to, to be honest with yeah. you, but 
Uh, but I knew that was very disappointing. Yeah, I, but I, with that one, I knew that it was going to be bad. I was like, let's just go in and check it out. But they tried it; they <laughs> failed. You know, it didn't work for them either. So no one, can, everyone's tried to replicate what the MCU can do, and and no one has. And I think that's where DC kind of lost their way, as they were just trying so hard to do the same thing. And you know, in my, it, you can make the argument that the DC has better characters than Marvel. Um, they just how do you execute on them? And that's you can't just because you look at Marvel. I mean, they made, uh, you know, a character that no one really cared about all that much in, in Iron Man. And he became yep. the most loved character ever. But that's a that's a B C list uh, a comic book character. You know, that's not your 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 A list, your Spider-Man, your X-Men. It wasn't any of that. They're like, oh, well, let's work yep. with what we have and make a good movie. Like that's where that's where this where some of this, especially with studios, they forget to make a good movie first before they say, hey, let's just throw this character in here and see what happens. And casting plays an important role in that, too. I mean, oh, God, picking the yeah. right character to, to depict big that. Big time, big time. I mean, who else could you have? I mean, I mean, you couldn't have done a better job with uh, Robert Downey Jr. as as Tony Stark. You know, that's... Agreed. Yeah, that's... That, that is key. Well, look what happened to the... Uh, what was it? Credible Hulk. The first one, right? Versus the second one. Right, and even the third one. I mean, well, there was never a third one, but I mean, obviously, it was you know Mark Ruffalo came in as the third Hulk. You know, we had a, two different people before that playing that character, and again, that's that's a Universal thing because Universal was the one that owns the Hulk movie rights. So that was a well, not well, not not the same way Fox did with X Men. It's a little bit different, but we won't get into all that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was really interesting how they were like, yeah, we'll give you some more money considering that, you know, we don't know the, the official numbers with uh, with Justice League, but it's pretty safe to say that it lost money or maybe or I don't know if it even broke even because it made 658 million worldwide. And I think it was Deadline that reported that their break even point was around 700 million when you factored in uh, advertising reshoots plus the original production budget. So. If you look at that, you know, that that's saying we lost money. If, if that if those numbers are real, because Warner Brothers is not going to come out and say, yeah, we lost X amount of dollars or we spent this much on marketing. They're not going to come out and say that. Uh, but mm-hmm. either way, it was not a success financially. So to say, hey, here's an, here's a few more million, 30, 20, 30 million dollars. So I think that that is a testament to them trying to get just more people to HBO Max. It's like they're putting it on the streaming service and we're also unclear on the format of what this is going to come out as because they're not sure if it's going to be a single like four hour long movie or is it going to be episodic where they break it up into six chapters and release it weekly. Um, kind of like the that, way. I hope it's that format. Like the Mandalorian. Agreed. Yeah. I, it, I prefer that method. I prefer to to have uh, to have that spread out. I feel like it's uh, you enjoy it more. Me personally, I enjoy it more when it's a, like a series when it's you know a few episodes. Um, and I guess that I didn't even realize this until I was researching this, but apparently they did the same thing with Tarantino's Hateful Eight on Netflix. When they released Hateful Eight on Netflix, it was an extended version of the movie because the movie's already pretty long, too. It's an extended version of that movie, but it was recut and it was released episodically on Netflix. I had no idea that they did that until. Huh. But was it trickled or was it all at once? Uh, I don't recall because I don't. I didn't see it when they first came I think, out. I don't know if it came out all at once or if it was weekly, but it's there episodically right now. You can just it's broken up, which is I thought was pretty cool. I might rewatch yeah, it now because Netflix of that. was all about you know they launched one day with all episodes in one day versus trickling it in like now now it's becoming you know like the networks do. I mean I think Disney started that no or Amazon where they started bringing episodes weekly. 
Yeah. And they, um, some of them, they still do it all at once. You know, so it's like there are some shows that, you know, everyone will still do. Like, here it is all at once. But, you know, Disney was one of the first ones to just be like, hey, we're, we're doing Mandalorian weekly. Uh, even stuff on HBO. Like, I remember the, the last HBO series I was watching was, um, uh, what was that one with Jason Bateman? Um, the Outsider, so good. By the way, if you check that out, if you oh, haven't, that one was that good. was yeah, it was really really I liked good. It a lot. That was it, it was a great. It was so awesome. I loved it. It, it kept me uh, it kept me uh, interested every single Sunday, and that was a weekly thing. And you know they typically don't do that anymore, especially on a well HBO is different. That's a that's an actual network uh, on TV, but they didn't do uh, like here it is all at once. They they rolled it out. But I think they're gonna. Basis. I think they're moving to that now. I think Netflix is gonna start moving to that where they're gonna start trickling things. Trickling episodes in versus all yeah. at once. I like that. I'm I'm totally okay with it. Oh, so am I. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It gives it, it gives gives a little more of a, you know, people binge watch and know the whole story and you know spoilers and all that. So I think them going that network route of weekly, you know. And I'm surprised it took them stuff. this long to do it. I mean, financially, if you think about it, as a, as 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 a as a you know as a business plan. I mean, as a business plan or business structure. I mean, why would you? put everything all at once someone you know signs up for netflix for one month so they can binge watch one season and then cut off their their account well yeah that's that's versus, that's probably why they're doing it now yeah. because you know they want they want people to stay longer yeah. you know to mm-hmm. make their money but do you think do you think though with justice league coming out or snyder's cut coming out on hbo max does that lose any thunder not seeing it in a theater i, mean, I don't know i mean i don't know not everyone like I, I personally. I'm 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 a big fan of the movie theater experience just because I, I like you know the the big picture and the sound and all of that. But most people are totally fine with watching stuff at home, you know. So yeah. I don't think that would really impact uh, a lot. And I think that's also asking a lot. It's like saying it's like trying to ask people like, "Hey, man, the first movie wasn't that good, but um, here, <laughs> here here's a four yeah, see it. here's a four hour version of the same movie. How about you come back and see it? Like people are probably gonna be like, nah." I'm not doing that yeah. but i think if you release it I'll, I'll wait till it comes out on yeah i think <laughs> i think if you released it episodically and you can watch it at home in little chunks once a week i feel like that's going to get more people you know interested in it more versus you just re-releasing it in theaters um but i think yeah but like I, like I said a minute ago i think it's it's a, a way for warner to bring more people into hbo max um and they're, I'm sure they're going to be looking at it to see if their if their subscription spikes. So all you people out there that were you know going real hard with the release the Snyder Cut hashtag, uh, you better actually sign up for HBO Max and do it because if you go and you try to torrent it or you try to just watch it by any other means, they're not going to see financial value in doing stuff like this in the future. Like the only reason they're doing this is because the fans made enough noise. To make it happen for them, they're like, okay, fine. People actually want to do, want to see this. Let's do it. And how can we make money in the process? Because they're a business. I mean, we, we, I understand that they're a business, and they have that's what they want to do. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so anyone out there that was on that bandwagon, follow through and <laughs> make sure you actually watch it the right way. Yeah, well, I'll be sharing someone's HBO Max uh, sub- subscription. So you I must be you must be talking about names. you must be talking about Danny because uh, I don't do that. Uh, you you got to pay for your I own stuff. I don't. I don't mention any names. No, uh, well, okay. You know, it's a family member, so it's it's within the legal justification of no share. No sharing accounts. Must pay for your own. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Well, it's a free. Uh, there's gonna be a free trial, so I'll, you know, 
I'll wait until the whole Snyder Cut comes out. Sure, yeah. It. But that trial's going to be seven days. And if you they give HBO it to you now? weekly. <laughs> you don't have HBO now? No, I don't have HBO. Nah, he's cheap. He's not going to pay for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheap. Yeah. I'm very cheap. He still uses rabbit ear antennas on his TV, trying to just get over the air content. It's just, it's, it's really hey, sad. Hey, man. Hey, man. I, got, I still got a TiVo. Come on. Do you wow. really? Nah. You're lying. Maybe. Because you know what? You also still have a Hotmail account, and I know that's real. And I'm yeah, never going to let you it's live It's a Hotmail account from like 1997. I mean, you know, it was the first one I ever had. All right. Okay. You know? All right. That's it's nostalgic for me. That's your justification. Is that, is, that, okay. is that the email you use on your on your MySpace account? Or? Yeah. He's still, it's a still the same one. He still logs in every day. You know, I think, he still updates, I think he still updates his uh, his <laughs> top his top eight or whatever it is. Yep. Get it together, bro. Got to have... Gotta have the tunes on there too. Must have replace you on this podcast with somebody more relevant. That's just that's just wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any, any last thoughts on the Snyder Cut? Yeah, I mean, I I, I look forward to it. You know, and I, I think I wonder if they do go with the episodic format. You know, he's obviously going to have to cut it differently and, you know, leave little cliffhangers after each episode. So it'll be interesting to see if they go that route and how they do it. Or I how agree. He does I'm, it anyway. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and hoping it's uh as you mentioned the episodic format um yeah i think i I think at some point we got to get danny we have to kidnap kidnap danny and just you know watch all the dc movies oh man that'd be torture i mean to watch all of them i mean man (laughs) because some of them aren't good (laughs) we we could start with green lantern (laughs) oh man don't don't do that to him man green lantern i'll stick with marvel for now (laughs) Yeah, right. I, I mean, at least you know most of those movies are pretty good, but um, yeah, yeah, man. DC's and, got and a, that's got what, a, and I think that's what made the Avengers successful is because each character had their own each each character's movie in itself kind of stood stood up itself. It didn't. Yeah, they even, took the time. They took the time to build it instead of trying to rush it, like like how DC, you know, how well Warner specifically how they tried to do it. Um, and that's obviously the wrong way to do it. You have to give it time to 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 grow and get people to like each specific character before you jump in but one way or the other we're here um we'll, we'll see what happens i'm excited for it i wasn't one of the people that was you know picketing for the snyder cut or any of that it was just one of those things like hey if you release it absolutely i'll watch it but i didn't really i wasn't super emotionally involved in trying to get this to be a thing like a lot of people were and i'm glad they were because you know passion comes through and uh the studio recognized that and, and now we're gonna get it so um, hopefully he he uh, he's up to the challenge and he's going to release something great. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, that's our episode for this week. Uh, stay tuned for next week. I think we're going to probably do a deep dive into HBO Max. Speaking of, right? I know we just finished talking about that, but it does release in the next few days from the time of this recording. Um, so by next week, we uh, should have some um, some experience with the platform and what's on it. How does it look? How does it navigate? And uh, we'll be happy. We'll be excited to share that with you guys. So uh, tune in next week and uh, we'll let you know what we think. You know, is uh, HBO Max worth your money uh, as far as another streaming service? I know we need more. Right. But, um, you know, like I said, I- I'm on board with it. They seem to have really good content, but time will tell. We'll, we'll see what, it- what it's looking like next week when uh, when it drops. And uh, finally got some social media going. So check us out on uh, Instagram at Morning Donut Podcast, Twitter at Morning Donut Pod and we're setting up a snapchat you know just for some behind the scenes you know in the future and stuff like that you want to sign up for that one it's at morning donut pod as well we're gonna have all that stuff linked in the notes so you'll be able just to clickety click and uh, go check that stuff out um but 
If you haven't already, uh, please subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts or on any platform that you're on. Uh, on Apple specifically, rate and review. That goes a long way for us. It really uh, helps uh, the show you know, get seen more. So uh, let us know what you think. Leave your feedback. Leave your rating. And uh, we've definitely been listening to the feedback that we've gotten so far. And uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be getting better and better. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and we're not replacing Juan. Just throwing okay. it out there. And that's still that's still up for debate. We'll 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 talk <laughs> off we'll talk offline on that one. Don't worry about it. Okay, we'll have to have a little. We'll have to have a Zoom meeting about it. Yeah, I don't know about Zoom. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I, and by and by we, I mean I mean Danny and I. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. Shh, don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I shouldn't expect that invite then. I guess <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it'll be on your it'll be on your MySpace invite. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we'll post we'll post All it right. on your feed. I don't, is that is that how face, MySpace worked? Did it have I a have, feed? I've I don't never, I have never used it. I don't remember, but either way, we're gonna it. post it on there for you. So come check us out, Juan. We'll uh, we'll we'll send you All the right. invite on your MySpace. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, human.